You are listening to Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Tune into the ColorCast app on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time to listen to the show live, chat with the boys, and maybe even be on the show. Download the ColorCast app or go to TommyExperience.com for more information. And now, here's the show. Okay, it is Tuesday, and this is Tuesday Takes. It's just or just December. It's January eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you today, Tommy? Uh, I am well. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is Tuesday Takes because it is Tuesday. Um, sitting here, Jason. Uh, I'm sitting here happy because yesterday was just the most incredible uh, gambling day of my entire life. <laughs> that's great. That's a that's a fun experience. I was not there with you, uh, so I tried to just kind of celebrate celebrate with you on your wins. But I haven't had a good day like that in a while. But I'm glad you did. Um, you went hard on. The Rams, the team that has been so kind of important to you. Uh, you <laughs> talked a lot about the Rams. You and I have seen differently on the Rams the whole season. I feel so like, yeah. The betting that we had was almost, uh, it was almost a good metaphor for like how you and I have seen the Rams this year. For uh, sure. You won big on them because you believed in them. Yes, I did believe in them. Uh, and it paid off last night. Um, I was actually returning on a flight from Atlanta back to Chicago uh, and I landed, and I got to turn it on my phone right when Odell Beckham caught the touchdown. I had Odell Beckham to, to score the first touchdown of the game, and I also had him just to score a touchdown as like a safety net. Uh, both of those hit, and then I had the Rams to score 14 points in the first half. Uh, they blew by that, and then all I needed was Cooper Cup to, to score a touchdown and the Rams to cover the spread, which they did easily, and I had myself a record-breaking night. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I I went to bed and I slept like a baby. Nice, yeah. And I I had a late one. I texted you. I hope like I'm glad you slept well because I texted you. I didn't realize the time change, and I texted you kind of late. But I had I I did end up taking a. Um, you know, a bet kind of late, a live bet on the under for the Cardinals that ended up hitting and then took that and, and put it on the Lakers minus five and a half. So I ended up like kind of doing okay and kind of recovering well from it. So we both went to bed happy last night, which yes. was good. Um, on the week, you had a much better better last week than me. Um, you know, I can't and, even and say you that a much better January. I can't even say that I had a better week than you because I had a miserable week that it turned out to be an incredible weekend that I may never be able to duplicate again. Uh, because as you can remember, uh, Wednesday, all I could talk about was the Chicago Bulls and they went out and lost by 40. So, <laughs> so that, and then they did it again on Friday night. Um, but the, the football slate, we didn't do too bad, which will, Definitely talk about the games 
that took place. Uh, as far as where the standings are, you know what? Let's let's just say this, Jason. In English Premier League, you were well. <laughs> when I typed this out, you were three and one and up twenty units. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So I think I'm like three and two and up like fifteen units on the Premier League. The funny thing is, both those games. Uh, the first game, the first loss I took in the EPL was the Man U game where they were up in the 81st minute. They were up 2 nothing against Ashton Villa. You'd think they win that game. Um, but, no, they they were scored on twice. And, you know, I think like six minutes later, they're, uh, they have uh, Philip Felipe Coutinho tapping in at the back post, ruining my, my hopes and dreams. Um, of going 4-0 and having like a plus. I think at that point it would have been like plus 30 um, units. Um, and then today, also an equalizer, a big team, Chelsea. Um, you and I both watched that. We were kind of texting during it, and we both had pieces of it. Um, and we wanted to, to see a low-scoring Chelsea win. And an equalizer from a smaller team, uh, you know, prevented that one from happening too. So easily could have been 5-0 and and up, you know, 40 credits and instead or units and instead – Still three and two plus probably like 15 units. That is definitely my best category. And I think I need to just stop betting basketball and, um, and hockey because I don't, I, I just kind of do it in between soccer and football games. Yeah. And it's like not where I make my money. Well, you can see yeah. where I've done really well in soccer, but not in the other sports. So I think I might be trying to concentrate more on soccer moving forward. Not that, not that I'm in any place to give you any suggestions or, or advice of what to do and what not to do. Um, but your, uh, your crazy parlays. I mean, I've, I, I'm pretty bad at parlays, but I've never seen anybody come one away from hitting a four or a five legger as many times as you have in the past two weeks or so. And that it's, it's, it's not funny whatsoever, but I think it might be time for a parlay <laughs> a timeout. Funny. It's a little funny. It's a little funny. It's be it. It's funny because it got to the point where I'll text you a picture of a of a ticket with four of the ones checked off. Yeah, and I'll tell you that the the last one's not like it, it was Arsenal last week, and and so I'll text you and I'll be like, watch, put your house on 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 this one not hitting. Yeah, and then it doesn't. So I need to learn to hedge better um something that i need to work on and then i've also been having a lot of uh you wrote in the notes what what's in the future uh i think like my future of betting in the next couple months is going to be more live betting because i like don't live bet and yeah. I, that was like one thing you you are always live betting we've done shows before where we've been uh, watching a game and you've been really tallying it up and i kind of like prepare and then just kind of watch um but i think that so often like you don't see until you kind of see a team come out and you watch a team get like smacked in the mouth, especially yeah. football. Like, you know, you see the Dolphins or a team like like that. That this all season long, they would sh- be one team one day and show up and be a completely different team that day. It's like good to like watch that come out and then be like, oh, there's no way. Like last night, I was like, there's no way the Cardinals are putting up two touchdowns. Yeah. So I went with that under and it, and it hit. Uh, so I think I'm gonna start doing more live betting. Um, and then, and then learning how to hedge my big parlays when they do get four out of five, five out of six, um, and learning the right numbers and everything, um, in order to be profitable. What's in your future gambling? Well, see, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I, I try, I think I put probably 90, 
95 to 98% of all the action that I take, I try to put it on the Action Network so that way I'm keeping myself honest uh, of my successes and not successes. And with that, last year, uh, I saw somebody use the strategy of live betting during the Super Bowl instead of picking a side at the beginning of the game or ahead of the game. They waited until after the first quarter was played and then and then picked a side. Obviously, it was all Tampa, and and maybe that worked better. So I don't know. Uh, I, I'd love to tell you that I have a plan, but I don't, and that's the irresponsible, responsible thing to do. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. <laughs> I, uh, but, yeah, if you want to see our plays – on the Action Network, you can go to TommyExperience.com and then click on Tuesday Takes. Both of the links are there. You can follow along uh, in our successes and or miseries. Uh, but, Jason, we had the biggest wild card weekend of all time. We had some great games. We had some blowouts. And we had some stupid decisions. Uh, a couple nominees for the Can't, can't Do That Team of the Week are coming up. Uh, but I think we should dissect these games a little bit and then move on to next week's games, uh, starting with the Bengals and the Raiders. The Bengals get their first win in the playoffs since 1990 season. Uh, they did it in January of 91, but it was during the 1990 season. Uh, good game. I watched it. I needed the over, and I was three points shy. Yeah, I needed the over as well. I did take the Bengals, um, but I, I had the over in like a round robin with it. So that kind of hurt me. And I was way off on the next game. So um, I, I didn't enjoy this game from a betting standpoint, but from a football standpoint, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've been a Bengals guy kind of all season long. Um, and I've always been a Joe Burrow guy. Um, so just to kind of see him step into the stardom, he, he, we could really have something with him. He could be a franchise quarterback in kind of the mold of, of the older kind of gunslingers like, like Brett Favre. And, um, you know, when we had Brett Favre and Peyton and, um, and, and Tom all at the height, um, I think we're kind of getting that again. And it's kind of moving back towards that with, um, you know, with guys like Josh Allen and Kyler Murray coming up. Um, so, you know, I, I think Joe Burrow slots right in there and he can be like an old school, like, you know, 45 to 5,000, uh, 4,500 to 5,000 yards a season kind of guy and really be like a linchpin. And he has a great young offense around him. So I've been saying, I don't like every step of the way. I think I'll like not trust the Bengals to get it done um, just because of the inexperience and how young they are. And it seems like they're on the front half of their window um, of success, but um, definitely a team to watch in the future. Yeah, they are. Uh, the the play of the game was the the one throw that Joe Burrow had on the sidelines, where the whistle blew when the ball was in midair. Uh, but it was, I mean, undoubtedly and way clearly a touchdown. So I don't, I I know that there was some controversy, but I think the uh the refs, I mean, they ended up with the correct decision. But I think that I think I saw that the guy who blew the whistle will no longer be uh, a referee in the playoffs for the rest of the season. Uh, so I kind of feel bad for him, but I, credit to them for coming together and getting it right because I don't know if you saw the play, but Joe Burrow, uh, he was in midair, but I don't think he was anywhere close to the sideline. So I'm glad that that play stood, uh, and I'm glad that the, the Bengals are moving on. The Raiders, 
They are now looking for a general manager and possibly a head coach, so they're kind of in the same boat as the Bears. So did the Bears also make the playoffs? <laughs> no. Okay. They got a better draft pick. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's an argument to be made at this point that uh, you know, they're better off than the Raiders were coming off this season. But uh yeah, and I wanted to say about about uh about the controversial play. I don't think they actually legally got it right, like by the rules of the game. Um, I think you know I, I'm not sure what I can't remember what stream it was on, but you know I was because watching the, on TV. Whatever is it because it was, the whistle year. blew? Well, yeah, yeah. So, so they were saying they brought a a, a commentator on uh, that specifically used to be a, a referee, and and he they bring him in, and he uh, comes in and gives his guidance. And he said, legally, this play has to be dead. When he blew that whistle, it doesn't matter. The play is dead. So, like, by, like, the legal definition is, like, that play was dead the minute they blew the whistle, even though it was, like, three seconds before it hit the receiver's hands. So they actually technically didn't get it right. But I think I agree with you from, like, it's one of those, like, is it a rule or is it, like, what's right and wrong? Because it didn't affect the game. Uh, that Like, no, they were, like, maybe this guy over here stopped because he heard the whistle, like it was seconds away from going into, into the receiver's hands. It was already done. Like, so it, I think they got it right, but like technically they didn't follow the rules of the game, which is interesting. Yeah. I think common sense prevailed more than anything, I guess, in that instance. Uh, so, um, yeah, whatever. Bengals win. We move on. The next game was incredible. Bills 47, Patriots 17. The Bills have had enough. And they just stomp the Patriots, who have been tormenting them for the better part of a decade. Uh, they were the first team in NFL history to score a touchdown on every single drive, except for the kneel down at the end of the game. Josh Allen had more uh, touchdowns than incomplete passes, went 21 for 25, 308 yards and five touchdowns. It was incredible. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny to see, like, it's all about like they talk in soccer a lot about end product, but football, like the bills are showing end product. They're showing that goal line or that red zone uh, offense uh, because he had two less passing yards than, than Derek Carr had for the Raiders, you know, and they lost and only scored 19, 19 points. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen throws for two less yards, but five TDs and his team lights up the scoreboard does something that's never been done uh, scoring on every drive, except the Neil. Um, and uh, so, you know, crazy how how like doing it in the clutch and doing it in the red zone and really putting together a drive can be so essential to a day. Yeah. Uh, but man, he put together so many of them, uh, and we were wondering which Josh Allen and which Bills team would show up because we've seen two polar opposites of the same game already this season. Uh, but this was definitive, uh, and and you know the Bills showed they might be the team to do it uh, by this performance right here. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my, my friend Stone Sports on here shows up right when we're talking about the Patriots losing, uh, Mr. Boston. Uh, so sorry for your loss, pal. Um, but, I mean, the better team definitely won Saturday night, and it wasn't even close. Uh, it showed me, too, that the Bills are kind of clicking on all cylinders, you know? They, they didn't have uh, – Josh Allen only threw the ball 25 times, gets 308 yards out of it and five touchdowns. Uh, the, the defense obviously did what they were supposed to do. It seems like this team is clicking and they're going to go to Kansas city now with another team that seems to be clicking. Uh, we haven't talked about that game yet, but, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be probably one of the games of the weekend next weekend. There's a couple of actually really good games coming up, which is, I mean, what you expect when we get into the playoffs here. Uh, but the Bills definitely the most impressive team, I think, of last weekend. And I, I don't have much else to say on this one other than the Bills just absolutely stomped the Patriots. And, uh, and it is what it is. Yep. Sunday. Um, so on Sunday, we started with the Bucks and the Eagles. Uh, and I think this game went about how you would expect it to have went. Yeah, there's not what much to think? talk about on this one either. I mean, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady and the and the Eagles, uh, a seven seed uh, had no business being in the playoffs and it showed. Yeah, I think like the 31-15 actually really flatters the Eagles too because it was I think it was 31-0 at one point. Yeah, right? they did score a couple um, late. They, I think they they kind of scored against a, a very relaxed Tampa defense. Did you see um, twice uh, and then went for two? I believe. Did you see Tom Brady catch that pass on the on the sidelines though? I did not. He he, uh, was, he wasn't in the play. No, he, he wasn't was in. The, the he no. Jalen Hurts was out there. The Eagles' offense was out there, and he threw it away. But Tom Brady caught it. He was very excited about catching it he too. Was, <laughs> he's I'm surprised he didn't just run it back. He's never had a <laughs> yeah, pick right? six before. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, he should do it. Uh, yeah, Bucks stomped the Eagles. Uh, the next game though. Oh, the next game. Our first nominee for the can't do that team of the week goes to the Dallas Cowboys, who lost at home twenty three seventeen to the San Francisco Forty Nine ers because that last play was the most unorganized I've ever seen a football team, and I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, and we've seen some, like, failed last-second drives this season already. Remember, I think it was, like, week 15 or 16 where we uh, had to watch Kyler Murray try to get his team down, and, like, they thought he was going to spike it, and then he didn't. So we've seen some of this already, um, but, uh, I mean, to – to look like that, like Dak did on live TV in front of all those people and then get up in front of of, of the reporters and have a question. I don't know if you saw the, the interview after, but he's asked a question, you know, what do you think of the fans throwing trash on the field? And he, he admonishes his, his fan base and, uh, you know, shameful. And then they say, well, we think they're aiming at the refs. And then for him to go, well, then good on them. Uh, so just pointing blame everywhere, taking a crack at the fan base, taking a crack at the refs, trying to blame everybody else. But the simple fact is, your quarterback in the NFL, you know, the ball gets set by the by the referee. Yeah, uh, to hand it back to your center, to hand it to your center, and and try to just like bypass and then get in the way between the ball and and the the referee. Um, it's just that was amateur. Um, I, I do think that that was a, a can't do that moment. I mean, you can't do that. You can't, uh, you know, you got to know the rules of the game you've been playing since you were a kid on the highest level. So um, that was terrible, but the refs were definitely correct. Yeah, the refs were absolutely correct. Uh, and the thing is with Dak when he was running, he had about 10 yards that you know, like past where he needed to be that he could have gone down and then they get the spike or whatever. And if you do it early enough, because he was past where he needed to be with like, man, it was it felt like 10 seconds to go. It only took four seconds or so to get to where he needed. 
So you get everybody up, you get the ball, you get the ball down, you get it spiked. You should be there like with three seconds left on the clock if you do it correctly. Instead, he goes for the extra five, ten yards, and then nobody knows what to do, and they think for whatever reason they can just go to the line and set it themselves when there's never been a play where that has ever happened before. Uh, And Mike McCarthy is looking stupid. Dak looks even stupider though with his response to the media. You're right, and the fans throwing stuff on the field uh is about par for cowboys fans so uh thoughts and prayers to the cowboys slash yankees slash lakers slash duke basketball slash alabama football fans uh i know that that was a tough game for you guys um but uh, just a week after just a couple of days after their their alabama uh crimson tide lost in the national championship so it's been a rough it's been a rough week for those kids from Ohio, it's been rough. All those uh, different teams. But you know who's having the most fun on the planet with this is Stephen A. Smith. Uh, his response on first take was nothing short of uh, just everything you could have asked for. I wrote a blog about it on Fansided, and I in the blog you can see all of the like the links to the videos and stuff. But the night before, he does his <laughs> his pan over to his face. And starts laughing, and I mean, he just he, nobody owns. I mean, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, but nobody owns a fan base like Stephen A. does the Cowboys fans. It is one of my favorite rivalries in the history of ever. <laughs> it's the modern day Spike Lee versus the Pacers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it, so fun. So if you want to check that out. TommyExperience.com, uh, you can see that blog. But uh, that's our first nominee for Can't Do That Team of the Week, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the next game does not have another nominee, uh, but I, th- I I think we should just say thank you to Ben Roethlisberger for what feels like 27 great years of being the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, 42-21, the Chiefs take out the Steelers. The Steelers a couple late scores to make this one interesting. And thank you to Ben for getting over 30 and a half passing attempts. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And this is like a new segment. Can they do that? Can the Steelers replace Big Ben? Like, there's nobody on the roster right now. It's the quarterback who, like, lines up under center on, on you know, the first game week, week one of next year is going to be someone who isn't on the Steelers roster right now. Do you now, know who assume. it should be? Um Say that again. Do you know who it should be? Who should it be? Mitchell, Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Tell me why. Well, they probably need not. an NFL quarterback. I mean, they he... probably need somebody who's ready to start in the NFL. And he is. He absolutely is ready to start in the NFL. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything that came out about Mitch Trubisky and what happened in Chicago, but there were a couple instances where he was trying to work with Matt Nagy on the offense and Matt Nagy blew him off for a couple of meetings. And then also, in practice, Mitch Trubisky is saying, this offense sucks. It doesn't work. We have to move on. With the support of other guys on the offense, and Matt Nagy said, no, you just have to have faith. Like, you're an idiot, Matt Nagy. But I'm done ranting about Matt Nagy because I've done that enough. Yeah. I, I I'm not as high on Mitchell Trubisky as you are. Um, but maybe it's him, maybe it's somebody in the draft. Maybe they take, you know, kind of a flyer on a guy. 
Um, you know, a lot of good quarterbacks right now weren't like the top guys in their draft. I think, you know, Josh Allen was like four or five in his draft. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes was not a top guy. Um, I, I don't believe that um, Herbert went very high among quarterbacks. I think he was like third in that draft. So you can get guys late, you know, they don't. And with so many of them not being like top five picks, they could get the third or fourth quarterback off the board. And if he impresses in spring, he could be the guy. Or in, I'm sorry, in, in fall, he could be the guy. See, yeah. my mind's on baseball already, Tommy. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but, if, but if he can impress in fall and, and, and during, you know, during the preseason, then he could absolutely be whoever it is, be that guy. Um, but that's going to be such a, like a, sent a, a, a central question to that organization is like you know the the Packers never mixed uh, missed a beat because they went straight from Favre to Rodgers yeah um, and they had that and, and it worked well um, but a team there are teams that just never replace the quarterback and really fall off you know so I, I it could really be central to what the Steelers do over the next couple of years but that's a lot about the Steelers the losing team um, yeah, there's a team from this matchup that's going on the Chiefs. I, yeah, I was going to say Patty Holmes. For... I was going to say no disrespect for the Chiefs because I mean there's not much to talk about. They're just a great football team, and <laughs> there's nothing to knock yeah. on them right now. <laughs> it's so weird with that defense that just kind of like was terrible for a month and a half, and then just decided to go back to being elite. and And they've been really, really good since. Um, another scoreline that probably flatters the Steelers because that game was was over pretty early on. Yeah, uh, TJ um, Watt. Thanks to Patty the... Mahomes for being the highest passing quarterback of the weekend. Yeah, uh, that helped you out. I won that bet. That was a nice one. Yep, I enjoyed uh, that. Yeah, TJ Watt gets the fumble recovery, his first career touchdown, uh, and everybody says, "Hang on a second, because we're in the second quarter and the Steelers have the lead," uh, and then it was over. So, um, but. Yeah. Valiant effort uh, by everybody involved. Those of you watching who are Steelers fans, um, valiant effort, and we'll go get them next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which brings us to last night's game. Uh, the second nominee for can't do that team of the week goes to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, because I have no idea what happened. I expected the Rams to win but I did not expect the Cardinals to lose as hard as they did. Yeah, they looked terrible. Like I said earlier, I, I went in, I think like a couple, maybe like three or four drives into the game. I went in and I placed a bet on the under for them for a team total on 13 and a half points and it hit. And I was, I, I did that confidently because you looked at it and they could not move the ball in any way whatsoever. How no. and Murray looked terrible. Um, and I, I don't want to do like a team of the week. Can't do that this week. I want to just like give it to a player for one play because you're in your own end zone and you try to half, you know, half arm little shovel pass it out of the end zone. And you know, it's, it's a dumb play. You're trying to save a safety. You're trying to avoid two points and give them the ball back. And instead you just go ahead and give them a touchdown. Um, that is, inexperience manifested right there at on the biggest stage. Um, you cannot do that if you're trying to move on and they're trying, he's trying to be an MVP candidate. They're trying to be a team that, that, you know, they look like early season favorites to win and, and they're trying to trying to bring home some silverware at some point in their career. 
he's got to get that out of his head and not make mistakes like that. So let me ask you, this determines the can't-do-that team of the week, really. Which play is worse, the Kyler Murray in the end zone little terrible pick six or Dak Prescott's whatever to complete dismay of the entire offense of the Dallas Cowboys to lose the game? I I don't think that that like lost the game though because they still have to throw one up like they still that just like that exhausted their only chance sure at winning but it was still like not a for sure thing um, and it's not like that was the game like if there were a field goal win that happened and they didn't get the the spike in and the field goal kicked um, then that's one thing but like they still had to throw it up afterwards that's not a sure win. I actually have more of a problem just with Dak Prescott on that play as a whole. Like, yeah. same thing with Tyler. He's trying to be that quarterback. He he got that huge contract. You know, he's really trying to take that next step and be a superstar and be in Dallas. And then he's, like, not making the play. Um, still has to throw it up afterwards. Shouldn't have ever put his team in that position where he needed that play. To, to get a first down and then throw one up, but he still has to throw it up. So I don't think that's a game deciding thing. Um, and you don't hand seven points to the other team on yeah. that play. So yeah, I think true. that was a bigger swing. I think that moment from Kyler was the moment that like, I watched that and I was like, okay, this game's over. Um, yeah, I get, yeah, I get that. That, that is a play that would end this end the game for sure. Um, I think I'm leaning more towards Dak just of how everything played out. And it was more of like a team situation uh, than just a Kyler situation. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. And I would factor in that I think the San Francisco 49ers are a much beatable team, especially if they're on the road uh, than, the, than the Los Angeles Rams when they're playing at home. Uh, so both both were absolutely terrible. Um Anna's asking who was the quarterback that took the ball with him when he left the field. I have no idea what I do not know. Have no idea. Had the same energy. Yeah, I don't know. Did uh, this happen like this year or have no idea. Or is this like a famous <laughs> She said never mind. <laughs> never mind. All right. <laughs> but uh you know what I liked the most about the Rams win last night was well, not besides me winning all the money that I did because it was awesome, but also uh, Matthew Stafford only threw the ball 17 times. That that's that's an offense that's clicking and a defense that's stopping because you're using the run game. You don't have to throw the ball all the time. This was a good old school football game for the Los Angeles Rams, and I love it. And they're going to a Tampa team whose secondary is a little whatever. So saving the arm of Matthew Stafford, well. Maybe look out Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have the Rams. You have to be feeling good about that in the draft picks. Well, here's where we you are. Have, so you, you're Yeah. So last week, uh Jason and I drafted the playoff teams uh for our to make our own team, and whoever ends up with the Super Bowl champion on their team wins. Uh Jason has five teams still alive and I have three. Uh, but that's going to change because a couple of yours are playing each other because the uh, the the Packers and the Niners are playing each other. Uh, oh, and then the other ones. Wow, you're set up perfectly, aren't you? Yeah, so like I'm going to get one, one team through no matter what. And then the other, 
three games will be you versus uh you versus I. And yeah. so like you're talking about the Rams Bucks game. That's what brought me into the draft picks because that's like you could really get an upset. The Rams are, are your three, are your number three, I think, on your team. I, they I are. think that's your least likely to win the Super Bowl. They're um, my only NFC they team left. So I need my them to two win. Team here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Let's 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 get into these games and then revisit the revisit the draft picks because these games are incredible. Um Alex Smith, December seventh, two thousand twenty, against the Steelers. No, and I can't say that I remember that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Bengals at Titans. The Titans are favored by three and a half. The total is forty-seven points. Bengals money line is sitting at plus one sixty. Uh, I'll go first on this one. It, it's a, it's an interesting game, and. The Titans are just the most disrespected team in the league, I feel like. They're the number one seed and nobody's talking about them. And they're only favored by three and a half, which makes sense because the the Bengals' offense is electric. But the Titans' defense is quietly one of the best in the league. So this is a good game. The total at 47 makes me think like it should be right around there. Uh, I, I am inclined to go over because I'm an overs guy. But as far as between the two of them, I have no idea. Yeah, I. So is Derrick Henry going to be in this game? Derrick Henry, uh, he as far as uh, they held, he could have played in the last game of the season, and they held him out. So I want to say he's going to play. And then, and they got the bye week. Well, I mean, if he's if he's playing, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is a baller. He's unrecognized, like you said. Um, that they're probably the most underrated team, the Titans. Um, they, I would agree with that, and I think like the linchpin of that is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, and he, I mean, he has steadily been a top five quarterback in the league the last you know two and a half years, and he complements Henry very well. And of course, like you said, they have a very good defense. Um, so, and and they've been here before. They've won big games in in these um, playoffs these last couple of years. So I think that they handled the Bengals. Um, I don't know what their money line on them would be. I don't know if they win by more than three. Um, I do like the over, and I think that might be a mistake, but I think two good quarterbacks are going to duke it out a little bit. Um, and so between both teams, even though both teams have good defenses, I think but between two good quarterbacks and two good running games, um, we see him move the ball enough to get us 48 points. I feel like, um, tr- And then I would probably take the Titans minus three and a half. The more that I think about it, I feel like I trust the Bengals more to score points than the Titans, and I don't know why. Maybe that's just if me Derrick thinking. Back, yeah, he, maybe that's just me thinking twice. that Derrick Henry won't be there. Yeah, I mean, we've really seen a different Titans team for you know ten weeks now, or something like that. So it, it's really hard to remember how dominant they were with Derrick Henry. I mean, how in the season he was having when he got hurt was like he was on a historic pace. If he comes back anywhere near that, he could, you know, we only need maybe two touchdowns from him and then two from Tannehill, and that's meeting the other side of of what you need to get to, you know, 48. So you don't need, like, a ton of points from them. And then if you think the Bengals are going to win, then you probably go with the over. I think if you think the Titans are going to win, then you go with the under uh, because I think they hold the ball more. They run the ball good. 
uh, a good amount of to- uh, time off the clock. Um, and then I think that, yeah, the, they keep the score low and then Derrick Henry scores like two or three times and then they win a low scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, really quick, I think I know what Anna was talking about with the loophole thing. So there was a game uh, a couple of years ago, Alex Smith, instead of giving the ball to the ref, like he kind of hung on to it for a while and like he took the ball with him to the sidelines to get more time off the clock so the team couldn't like keep the ball moving. Um, it was a it was a tactic to get more time off the clock. Uh, so that's what Anna was talking about. Good call, Anna. Um, okay, 49ers, Packers. Packers are favored by six, totals 47 and a half. And I just want you to know that I am not one to take bets in the middle of the week. I usually wait until the day of the game, but I have already placed a responsible wager on the 49ers plus six. It might be a hate bet. I'm not sure, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's kind of a hate bet. I mean, the Packers look like the best team in the league right now. Um, I We'll see. Um, I, I don't like minus six either or, um, plus six for the 49ers. I think like, if anything, if you're going to take the Niners, just go all the way and take the plus 200. Um, I'm going to hammer the over on this game. Both teams have good defenses, but there are so many stars on the field. Debo Samuel, um, there's, uh, uh, Kittle, there's Devonte Adams, there's, yeah. um, Aaron Jones. Um, so there are so many stars on the field. The Packers' um, defense and especially their secondary, the Packers' secondary is very depleted right now. A lot of injuries. Uh, so um, yeah. I think you're right here on the over for sure. Yeah, but I don't know about the – I don't think I would take a spread. I think that, if anything, if I was going to, like, go for the 49ers – I think I would take the the money line, but other than that, I'm just going over on this game. I almost the I almost feel like the Niners have the feel of being the team of destiny, you know, like a team that like nobody expected to to make a run, but here they are. They beat the Cowboys. Maybe they beat the Packers. Find themselves in an NFC Championship game either against Tom Brady and the Bucks, or even the Rams in a rematch. Either one of those games would be incredible to me. Yeah, I mean that's that would be quite a run to go through. You know, uh, the Cowboys were a very good team coming into it. That offense scored a lot, and that defense, you know, also scored a lot and prevented you know a good amount of scoring. So um, that was a good win for them. They also just won it in the last, you know, on the the last play of the game. Really, they won. Uh, you know, that defensive bat up where they. Uh, stop Stafford on that throw in the last, you know, the last play of the game in the regular season. So um, that would be an incredible run to do that and then go through Dallas and then take off Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in a row to get to a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I would love the storyline um, just because that would be fun to watch, but I don't see it happening. All right. Well, I guess I can keep dreaming that somehow the Packers are not going to get in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Sunday's games. Uh, we're going to start uh, in Tampa with the Buccaneers taking on the Rams. The Buccaneers are favored by two and a half. The total is 48 and a half. This, I think, might, ooh, it's hard to say this might be the game of the weekend because of the game that's coming next, but this game is going to be incredible. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. I like the Bucs um, uh, minus two and a half. You get that full field goal, um, you know, that they could win it on. Um, I could very much see like a tie tie uh, or a tie game uh, with Tom going down the field. 
um, and and kicking a field goal to win the game. Uh, so I, I like the two and a, the minus two and a half, and I will go with the under on the forty eight and a half points because two good defenses, even though there's two great quarterbacks, I think they stay under that forty eight and a half. You've hated the Rams all season long. Um, I just I I will see. You know, I think they beat a Cardinals team that was very beatable. Like that Cardinals team really really fell off a cliff. Um, and, and they were, they were playing good until about week three, they're playing well. Um, and then, you know, Kyler kind of got those injuries and they played through it. And so they never looked like a contender past like week, you know, 10. So the, the bucks are a much different monster Uh, and Tom Brady in the playoffs is a much different monster. And I don't know if the Rams are up for that, that the experience that they have across the lineups will do them well. Uh, but I don't know if the, they can knock off the Bucks here. And like I said, if the Bucks go down and take a game-winning field goal, win by three, you're covering the spread. So that's why I like that one. I wouldn't go okay. for like a, a four and a half or a five and a half at all. Gotcha. All right, here's where I'll lean. If the 49ers end up beating the Packers, I want the Rams to win because I think that rematch would be so much fun. If the Packers win, I think Tom Brady is the best chance to keep the Packers out of the playoffs. So that's where I'm at. I'm gonna stand. I'm in a holding pattern to see how the Packers game goes. There you go. <laughs> all right, and all right. The finale: Bills at Chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Chiefs right now are favored by two. The total sitting at 55, but I just checked again, and it's up to 57 from this morning. So people are loving the over on this one. This is the most confusing game of the weekend. I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I like the Chiefs here. I don't know what the money line is, but I'd probably take the money line. But I, I also like the spread minus two. Um, same thing, if they kick a winning field goal, then then you take it down. I like the way they're playing. Both teams are coming into this rolling. Um, but the Chiefs, uh, you know, have done it before. Um, and, and then being, you know, playing at home, I, I think it, it's a tough place to go and play, uh, Kansas city. So I think that that gives them a big advantage. I probably might have maybe gone over on total on 55, but, uh, 57, I, I would consider taking the under, I'll probably wait till the day of and see. Um, but I don't think they score 60 in this. So maybe I take the under if it's up to like 58, 59. Yeah. I yeah I hear you. Uh, this is gonna be a wait and see to see what the lines are uh, on Sunday for me too. So we'll see what happens. Um, so our teams, Jason has the Packers, the Bucks, the Bills, the Bengals, and the 49ers all alive and left. Uh, and I myself have the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Rams. So I'm hanging by a thread. Uh, I think we'll have some more answers this weekend because you're definitely gonna lose one of yours, uh, and then the other three. We'll see what happens, but. Um, Man, this is going to be a good weekend of some football. I'm I'm very excited for these games. I feel like these are the teams that uh, deserve to be here, uh, and I think these are the best matchups that we've seen so far. Yeah. Well, let, can we do something just throughout the rest of the playoffs? Can we just give our favorites each week to, to win the whole thing? Not Not to win their game, but like if you had to pick today, who's the Super Bowl champion for you? Okay, I like that. Uh, if I had to pick one team today to win the Super Bowl, ooh, man. Um, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. 
the, you think the Bills are winning it. That's interesting. I don't think that the Bills get out of this round. I actually, you know, you have the Chiefs and I have the Bills in that matchup. And I was, I was, I would trade, you know, because I, I think that uh, the Chiefs take it down. Um, they're like, like I said, they're at home. So it would be a heck of a, of a run for the Bills. Right now, I'm going to say the Buccaneers because um, I think that they can beat the Rams and then, then I think that they can go and beat the Packers. Um, but it would be – or I believe it would be played in Florida, right, in Tampa Bay. So they would have to – Which uh, – oh, No, it, they would be p- played in Green Bay. So yeah. that's a tough route. Um, I, I'm not going to say Packers on the show just because – you know, I don't want to do you that disrespect. This is still your show. Um, so I'm going to say Buccaneers right now. Um, but let's check in again next week. I will say change. the Buccaneers went up to Lambeau and did it last year. So why couldn't they do it again? That's true. And I picked the Bills because I that, feel like the, as far as like what's going on in their heads, I feel like they, they determined that the Pac- or the Patriots were like the biggest monkey on their back. And now that they've surpassed them, they feel like they can do anything. So I think they're going into Kansas City with nothing to lose. And I think Josh Allen is ready to light up that secondary. Uh, Yeah, I can see that point of view. I will say that it's not nothing to lose because they have lost to this team before. Um, They definitely have, like the Chiefs, they definitely have them in mind. There is definitely something to lose, but... I can see him pulling it t- together and, and winning that game. They're just going to have a really tough path. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, any of these teams have a tough path. Obviously, the Packers and the Titans have the advantage of always playing a home game, um, but it's going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, I'm excited for next week to to dissect it all and, and get into it because we're we're coming down to the end of football here, so we're going to have to find something else to talk about eventually. Um, the... Uh, the Premier League is is coming down to the stretch or just beginning their season, whichever of the two. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere in between. Or somewhere in between. College basketball is get, is getting into the into the meat of the schedule, into the conference scheduling. Um, hockey's coming up on the All Star break, so is basketball, uh, and baseball may never be ever played again. We'll see. I've heard some rumblings about them coming together and maybe they'll get something done. I, I think that they have to get done in time for the season. There's actually, I have a fantasy baseball group that I've been, uh, I've been playing in this league for about 14 years, 15 years or something like that. Like I started playing when I was like 12 and this league has been going on for 25 years. And so it's a bunch of old guys um, and they all text a group chat and they're texting it with their opinions and, uh, I think that a lot of us agree that like they'll get it done. Neither the owners or the players can go without um, the other, you know, cooperating and getting it done. Um, I do think it'll be tough, and I do think like it'll be around when pitchers and catchers would be reporting, um, or maybe even like missing some spring training because of it. But I think opening day we're we're in the seats. Um, and we're watching some some baseball um, and some hopefully good news for me personally with baseball. I will be I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I think I'll be maybe near Anaheim. Um, and so I might be a season ticket holder for the Angels. This you season, mentioned that, that fantastic. Was a, yeah, you mentioned that was a possibility. That would be incredible. Um, I that will, would be will continue to try to go to my 10 to 15 games a year. Uh, at Wrigley Fields and maybe some uh, some elsewhere too. Milwaukee's not too far away from here. St. Louis is only four hours, so 
uh, maybe some traveling too. Uh, but also there's a pandemic that we need to get out of too. And uh, we'll figure that out, I'm sure, in the next two to three days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And if if I am in Southern California and there's a lockout and it persists and I'm living there while there's a lockout, I will assassinate Rob Manfred. Yikes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't no, said. But anyways. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, anything else before we go get out of here and potentially never get to have the show again? <laughs> Nothing else. I think that puts a, a lid on it. Great. Anyways. All right, Jason, thank you very much. Um, go to follow us, uh, at Tuesday takes T E E on Twitter or at Tommy experience. Jason's at J tweets. I'm at Tommy Irby 36. Tommy experience.com. will give you all of those links. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. Jason, thank you. And, uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. See you then.